Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the 8160 uh, here on 90.9 The Bridge. We're going to do a little bit of an Oscar show. Uh, we have never done an Oscar show in our 215 episodes of this show, and um, we thought it'd be a fun way to talk about the Oscars, give a little Oscar preview. Uh, they're coming up in two weeks. It is sort of award season. The Grammys were a couple of days ago, and uh, it was the most bridge-friendly Grammys we've ever had. Uh, it was a, a really good night of TV and good night of music. And then um, we have a couple of special guests on the show today. Uh, if you listened to the show last week, we did a uh, baby shower for Sarah Bradshaw, who had her baby. Uh, congratulations to her and her husband. And um, today we're joined by the station director, Brian Truda, who I've very literally only said so few words to. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've passed in the hall. That's about it. Yeah. But he's hanging out yeah. with us for this week's episode. And then Eric Moline, who is a blogger for Scene Stealers. He reviews movies for The Pitch. He's also in several bands, including Ultimate Fakebook, who's opening for The Descendants in mid-March. But he's also hosting an Oscar party at Screenland Armor on behalf of Scene Stealers. Uh, he is the biggest movie nerd I know, <laughs> and uh, he's also the uh, former air guitar champion of the world. True story. Um, and has traveled around the, the entire world and won the battle in Finland <laughs> and hosts regionals and things like that around here in town. And, you know, 215 episodes, we finally got to you. All right. I'm sorry it took that long. Well, you know what? There's only about one good hour of Oscar music in yeah. the last 20 years, so we're going to play all of it today. <laughs> well, for, for several years, I had hosted on Facebook and then Alamo a Grammy hate fest. Oh, yeah. And then last year, we decided there was enough hate going around, so we stopped it. And then this year, I didn't even talk about it at all. So I've missed my... Uh, uh, chance to cause a little ruckus over the weekend and didn't talk about the Grammys. So here we are. We'll cause a little ruckus for the Oscars, I guess. I always do. <laughs> um, you know, this show is a music show, so we're obviously going to talk about uh, some of the music selections over the years that we already think the Oscars got it wrong. But there's sometimes they get it right. Absolutely. And then uh, there's some interesting news you were telling me today about this year's Oscars where they only wanted two songs to be performed. Go ahead, tell me that story. Yeah, apparently what happened was, uh, under pressure from ABC to make the show shorter, which they are dead set on coming in at three hours this year, from seven to ten. My prediction, not going to happen. But <laughs> they are Sorry doing to laugh that. so much. I know, but right? Yeah, right? They decided that they were only going to invite Kendrick Lamar and uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper to perform their two of the five nominated Best Original Songs right. this year. The rumor is, unconfirmed, that Lady Gaga said... If you're going to invite us, you have to invite everybody. And so soon after the big outcry, they invited everybody. Kendrick Lamar has still not confirmed, but Gillian Welch and uh, uh, David artist. Rawlings are yeah. going to be there to perform their song uh, from the Coen Brothers' Ballad of Buster Scruggs, That's which awesome. is really cool, too. That's awesome. Um, a couple other things we should plug. This, this, are, we, are we streaming live, guys? All right. We're almost, <laughs> almost streaming live on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, there's two cameras pointed at my face, and uh, if you want to watch our faces talk about music, uh, you can go on Facebook in a couple minutes and watch it on the Bridges feed, uh, and we'll be on there. And if you have a question or a dispute or you don't agree or you do agree, go ahead and chime in once it's up and live. Um, but before we get too far, I've got a, a <laughs> there's been so many concerts announcing uh, lately that there's some shows I wanted to plug. Uh, coming up soon, and then some of them aren't very soon at all, but they're just announced. Um, on Friday night, Derek, uh, Derek Warfield's going to be at the Kansas City Irish Center. Steve Earle's in town February 19th at Liberty Hall. Leo Kotke, April 10th at Liberty Hall. If you're a Star Wars fan and you like burlesque, this show's for you. The Empire strips back April 11th at the <laughs> Uptown. Nico Case, bridge artist, May 10th at Uptown. Uh, Avet Brothers with the street, uh, Lake Street Dive, July 3rd, out at Providence Amphitheater. I think it was just announced today. OAR, August 4th, down at Crossroads. And also maybe announced today or yesterday, Gary Clark Jr., August 13th at Crossroads. It's February, what is it, tw 13th, 12th? 12th. And yep. we've already got like six or seven Crossroads shows announced. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it means Gary Clark's on SNL this weekend, too. Is he? Yeah. Look at that. Uh, it's it's nice to see some warmer weather shows getting announced as we're still 
looking at four days of snowflakes on the iPhone weather app. You can only dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, this is the 8160 here on 90.9 on The Bridge, and it, it's, it's a fun show for me because uh, as much as we all love Sarah, it's nice to have a new person hanging out with us, Brian Trudeau, yeah, sure. station director. And you've been here a few months now, not uh, very long. This is about my sixth month now, maybe about to finish up my seventh. What's your direct involvement with the Chiefs? So I'm the public address announcer in the stadium. Really? Now, I don't do the football side. That's that's a different guy. That's Dale Carter. But I joke that I sell stuff. So whenever oh, okay. there's a stoppage in play or the pregame show or the halftime show, that is my voice that you'll hear in the stadium. You know, ladies and gentlemen, here sure. to sing the national anthem. That's that's all me. Nice. And so yeah. but before Sarah comes back, we're going to have you come back and do a proper show. Or we Great. dive into you and I poke and prod about your music. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, likes and things Poked like that. and prod. It'll I like fun. that. But uh, today we are joined by special guest Eric Moline of so many, who wears lots of hats, but today's hat is <laughs> film he's <critic>. a film <laughs> critic, film nerd. Uh, you went to KU and you studied film there. You studied under uh, the... Go ahead and tell me the author's name again. Uh, well, uh, one of the nominees this year for Best Adapted Screenplay is Kevin Wilmot, who is my screenwriting professor at KU, still currently teaching there. Who wrote Black Klansman wrote with Black Klansman, Spike Lee. Yes, with Spike Lee and two other guys. Uh, uh, Jordan Peele produced it, right. and he had the script already written by two of his friends. And he said, this is perfect for Spike Lee. He gave it to Spike. Spike said, this is perfect for Kevin. They right. collaborated on it together, and now all four of them are nominated for... Best Adapted Screenplay. They just won a BAFTA Sunday night, yeah, yeah. and they are the clear front runners. That's awesome. So look for Kevin Wilmot from KU on stage at the Oscars, winning an Oscar next When were Sunday. you at KU? Uh, this was, what, 2004 to 2006, something I'm, like that? I'm older than you, but Spike Lee spoke in the the biggest room at... I, I was not there for that. Uh, Stoffer Flint when I was there. Wow. He had to, like, I don't remember what I had to do to get in there, but it was 150 people. That's amazing. And he spoke. That would have been, like... Ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Yeah, but um, I don't know if Kevin was around then. I don't know where his whereabouts well, were. Well, what happened was uh, he made Kevin made CSA Confederate States of America, I remember that. and Spike Lee loved it so much he put his name on it as executive producer. That was so the much, beginning of their relationship. So much controversy around that film. Such a good movie. Yeah, and um, sadly still relevant today. So, I guess to get a little closer to Oscar stuff. Why don't you talk about this year's Oscars in a few minutes? Uh, in a few seconds, you, your favorite film of the year is. Whew. Uh, my favorite film of the year is Roma, followed very closely by Black Klansman. Those are the two I'm going to be rooting for uh, over anything. Um, and I think Roma is one of the two movies that has a really great chance of winning Best Picture. Uh, the other being Green Book. Right. I think A Star Is Born is a spoiler. It might sneak in there. Uh, there's been a lot of late stage campaigning for Bradley Cooper and the movie right. by Sean Penn who penned an article the other day, no pun intended, uh, and uh, even Paul Schrader, who's nominated for uh, his first Oscar this year for writing First Reformed. He wrote Taxi Driver, and he wrote Raging Bull and was not nominated for either of them. Really? And he came out for A Star is Born. So I think those are the three that are in play. I'd say maybe Black Panther is, is in fourth place as a possible thing, but I think that's, that star, no pun intended, again, has kind of faded. And your least favorite film of this year, and perhaps ever, uh, of, of recent films, is... Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian what Rhapsody. a nightmare. I am, I am the hugest Queen fan of all time, and anybody who truly is had to have seen that movie and just shaken their head and thought, this is not what we deserve. The, the thing is, though, if you didn't know the story, if you weren't a music nerd and you weren't in several bands and hadn't played music your whole life, and you went to that, and you saw that picture and you heard that story... It's pretty good. That's because it resembles Ray and Walk the Line. Yeah. Every other biopic you've seen before, red flags should have gone off for even non-Queen, uh, like huge Queen fans because of some of the cheap ways that they manipulated the audience in that movie into feeling something at a point in the story where it didn't exist. Right. And that, that happened many, many times. And it was just, from beginning to end, that, that film was just a, a disappointment to me. The recreation of Live Aid, though? was amazing. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty amazing. I, I've said before, Christian Bale up for Vice and Rami Malek probably going to win for Bohemian Rhapsody, the two best actor frontrunners, the best impressions I've seen all year. Yeah. They did a great job impersonating people like you Vice would on SNL, crazy. but for two and a half hours. Yeah. But the scripts for those movies are so one-dimensional that all they were really doing was impressions. Okay, well, 
I told you I was going to throw shade. No, this is great. This is all great. Um, so let's get a little closer to some music. Yes. Let's go back to 1999. Uh, the, the, best, the best song nominees were Tarzan, South Park, Good boy. Um, Magnolia, Toy Story 2, and Music of the Heart. In that series, some of the greater, some of my favorite music performances of all time where Robin Williams came out and performed Blame Canada yeah. for South Park with just, there was probably 150 people on stage. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and fire it up on YouTube. But uh, Robin Williams leads the, the craziness. And, and then you recalled that they did medleys. A few yes. of them, that, that was a full song. But um, the song that I'm claiming was the best film, uh, best song of the year is Amy Mann's song Save Me yes. from Magnolia. Uh, or maybe it was a different year they did medleys. But that was the Elliot Smith year. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, Tarzan won. Phil Collins. And that, mm. that's the thing about this category is it's very dominated by uh, Diane Warren songs yes who i don't like she's up for one this year always Uh, and then disney films yep and then randy newman yes but he finally got his so they're kind of like laying off him now yeah it took him 13 times and now that he's got one it's like we don't have to nominate randy newman anymore and the new toy story comes out next year or this year next year well that's this yeah it's this year so So then he'll be be nominated for something from that film next year probably he's always on that soundtrack yep um but (laughs) She played Middle of the Map in uh, 2016. Amy Mann, the song is Save Me from Magnolia. Uh, in the history of Middle, I think I've stopped to do two, two pictures with musicians, and she was one of them. We're so happy to have her play the festival back then. But and here's music from 1999, Magnolia. I love this movie. Do you like this movie? I love this movie. Good. Yeah. Um, here's Amy Mann's Save Me.
Hopefully, 
what will win this uh, in two weekends <laughs> best original song at Hands the down. Oscars. Yeah. That's Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper singing Shallow from the soundtrack to A Star is Born. This is the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge, and this is a special Oscar edition. Uh, when the Oscars got it wrong, and then a couple times when they got it right. <laughs> We're joined by uh, two special guests this week. Uh, Sarah's out, and uh, Brian Truda is sitting in with us running the board. And then on uh, our guest today is Eric Moline of Scene Stealers, uh, which is a really great mus- uh, movie blog. Uh, you can go there and lose a lot of time uh, <laughs> reading and uh, learning about films and reading their reviews. And they are hosting an Oscar party, which the Oscars is on uh, the 24th. Uh, yeah, Sunday the 24th. Sunday, February 24th, yep. up at Screenland Armor. I've come to it for like three or four years. It's crazy. And then before that, it was in a different place, and I went to it. And yeah. It's a really fun night. This is our seventh year. Um, seventh year? <laughs> yeah. you, you come in the room, and uh, you, it's free. Yeah. Uh, you get a ballot yep. and to fill out who you think will win. Now we do it online. Oh. So get, so get it online or do it in the theater when you can right before the show starts. And then you let people know kind of through the night how it's going, if someone has a perfect ballot, and then yep. you have prizes. And you have more swag from movie stuff. That It's crazy how much swag you had. Dude, this year we have a Bradley Cooper autograph, oh, and wow. we have an Alfonso Cuaron autographed Roma poster to give away. What? Wow. Yeah. That's real swag. We have some insane prizes this year. Well, that's awesome. So, how but did you, you gotta keep that for yourself? I've been trying to convince the guy who's putting it up for the party to just give it to me. And he says, you got to win, dude. And I'm like, oh, I never win. I'm like, like, the winner's name rhymes with Merrick Aline. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Is that uh, possible this year? You know Trey Hawk. Yeah. Yeah, he's very um, uh, stubborn. (laughs) I'll say it. So come to the party and beat me and win this poster. It's a great time. I mean, it goes, you know, the Oscars are long. You you mentioned they want to get down to three hours. I don't see that happening. But uh, it's Sunday night, February 24th, up at Screenland Armor. Great place to see a movie. They have just recently added two more screens up there. Uh, good people running the theater, uh, doing good things. And that'll be a fun night on the 24th. Um, up next, we're going to play some music from um, what we have been talking about is when Oscar got it wrong. And going back to 1997, uh, the nominees for Best Original Song were Titanic, uh, <laughs> Hercules, Con Air, uh Anastasia, and what should have won, and I don't, I, I loathe Celine Dion. My relationship with this station was because of Celine Dion. That's how I first met oh, wow. digitally uh, John Hart. Uh, but I, Celine Dion brought you together? It's real, yeah. The Bridge wow. had a great concert calendar always on, on the website, even when you guys were down in uh, Warrensburg. And they were pushing, like, Celine Dion. And I sent a message in, like, you guys promote so many good things, and you play so much good music. Why why should we worry about her? Like, like, she's she's everywhere just else. fine. Why does she need to be here, too? And then uh, that was my really first communication with the station. <laughs> nice. If you complain enough, they'll give you a show. There you go. Um, Wait, so, <laughs> Don't say that out loud. I mean, come on now. But what should have won in 1997 from Goodwill Hunting, one of my favorite films of all time, was... Elliot Smith's song Miss Misery uh, which plays during the closing credits to the song as as he drives off but like any man his music is sprinkled throughout the film and is kind of a soundtrack to it yeah yeah and then if we get to it today the Tom Petty thing how he wasn't even nominated and he wrote an entire soundtrack for a a movie you did not like called She's the One but um any thoughts on (laughs) any 30 second thoughts on Goodwill Hunting before we play music from Elliot Smith. I don't think Goodwill Hunting holds up very well. No, no. I I, I watched it again recently, and I was kind of like, eh, it's okay. It's yeah. like what an indie movie was back then. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, for actors, I mean, for their write what you know, right? I think that character is amazing. Right. I think the a lot of the stuff surrounding it is kind of um, easy. Right. But yeah, I, I I still like the movie, and I love the the soundtrack more than anything. So. Did you ever see Elliot Smith? I did. You did? I have at the bottleneck, nineteen ninety seven. I saw him at the bottleneck and I saw him at South by Southwest when we played there. Actually it would have been ninety five at the bottleneck. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was not there. Yeah. I was up the hill in my dorm. Yeah. Being stupid. Yeah. I should have been there. Oh my god. Yeah, you should have been there. It was amazing. We did a show on regrets once and that was one of my biggest regrets that I never got to see Elliot Smith. Yeah. And he, he I've never seen anybody quiet an audience like that before. Yeah. You know, just so we could hear every shred of his faint voice, you know. Yeah. Well, here's the film that should have won the Oscar in 1997 for Best Original Film, Miss Misery by Elliot Smith. 
Johnny Walker Red Send the poison rain Down the drain To put bad thoughts in my head Wednesday, October 9th, the Kaufman Center for the Performing Arts presents Bela Fleck, Zakir Hussain, and Edgar Meyer. Bela Fleck, Zakir Hussain, and Edgar Meyer. Tickets for Bela Fleck, Zakir Hussain, and Edgar Meyer are available at KaufmanCenter.org or 816-994-7222. Bela Fleck, Zakir Hussein, and Edgar Meyer. October 9th in Ellsberg Hall at the Goffman Center. In support of the bridge. Kemper Museum presents the work of internationally renowned artist Polly Applebaum in the exhibition Waiting for the UFOs, a space set between a landscape and a bunch of flowers. Exhibited for the first time in the United States, Applebaum's expansive installations bring together ceramics, textiles, and works on paper to showcase a polychromatic world with bold color encompassing the walls, floor, and spaces in between. Waiting for the UFOs is on view January 24th through April 28th at Kemper Museum.
From 1996, the song that should have won the best original Oscar, that's The Wonders with the song That Thing You Do from the, from the film That Thing You Do. I believe it's The Oneaters. <laughs> or The Wonders, yes. <laughs> uh, we all love that song. Uh, this, this week here on the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge, we're joined by Brian Truda, station director, who's uh, helping us run the board as Sarah's started baby leave as she just had a baby. And then Eric Moline of Scene Stealers is joining us. He's also in a band, several bands. Oh, the, one band, particularly Ultimate Fake Book, who has a gig coming up. You guys are opening for The Descendants, which yeah. I imagine is a little bit of a bucket list idea uh, item for you. Absolutely. That's March 16th? March 9th? 10th. March, March 10th, 10th. At Liberty Hall in Lawrence. Down in Lawrence. And uh, today's hat, he's here as he's a blogger, film critic, reviewer, nerd for Scene Stealers. <laughs> All and the above. they're hosting an, a great Oscar party at Screenland Armor on Sunday night, February 24th. That's free for everyone. And uh, you can fill out a ballot and win a lot of cool stuff, including a Bradley Cooper autograph. What else did you say you had? Alfonso Cuaron autographed Roma poster. That's nice. We also have sheet music from some of the nominated songs that are autographed. Really? Yeah, we've had like Meryl Streep and other people in the past. It's we're getting it's getting bigger every year, though. We have the best prizes this year we've probably had. So That's, it, it, It's a fun night. I've gone for years, and uh, I'll be there again in a couple weeks. Um... We've been talking about on the show things that Oscars have screwed up and uh, messed up. So let's talk about some Oscar snubs or or the the, the other times they've got it wrong. Uh, big <laughs> let's, snubs. Let's continue to be negative for a while. <laughs> yeah, um, one that everyone thinks is such a big one is from 1999 when Shakespeare in Love beat Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, and I. Love Shakespeare in Love. I do too. And I love Sha- Saving Private Ryan, but you kind of you ruined it for me a minute ago. <laughs> so if you really love Saving Private Ryan, yeah. go do something else for the next thirty seconds. But tell me what you told. Tell us again what you told me. Well, who's the character at the beginning of the movie who then is revealed at the end of the movie? Right? Who's the guy who's he's flash he's flashbacking the entire film? Right? We, yeah. We learn that spoiler alert that it's Matt Damon's character, right? Private Ryan. And we're thinking at the beginning of the film that it's an old version of Tom Hanks. Right. But the dramatic irony is that Tom Hanks didn't make it. Right? So at the beginning of the film, Matt Damon's character flashes back to a beach that he never invaded. You can't flash back to something that you weren't there. It's crazy how fast you can ruin something for me. It's just one little fun thing. There's a lot of great things about that movie. Um, 1993 was another big one. Um, Marissa Tomei. Supporting actress, one for My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> one of the craziest <laughs> upsets ever. I it, loved that when that happened. I was like, what? Because it's the only comedy, too. It's all serious actresses and dramas, and then she wins for My Cousin Vinny. And that was the first time that people said, really, in the modern era, that they said, maybe the person read it wrong. Right? Like right. Maybe yes, yeah. They were like, something must have been wrong. <laughs> they mixed up the cards. Yeah, this is pre-Moonlight La La Land. <laughs> uh, 2006 was a big one when Crash beat Brokeback Mountain in Capote and Munich. We were doing a Lawrence uh, Oscar party that year, and I got thrown out of the bar that we were hosting it at because I was so drunk and angry when that happened. <laughs> when Crash won, I was like throwing a fit, and they kicked me out of my own party. True uh, story. <laughs> Another one that I, I, I have problems with, 1995, Forrest Gump won Best Picture, and uh, although it has an amazing soundtrack, I had it on cassette, double cassette. Sure. Um, I don't think the movie holds up at all. No. And it it beat Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction and Frank Darabont's Shawshank Redemption, which is two of my favorite movies. Now considered modern classics, yeah. Yeah. Forrest Gump, not so much. <laughs> no. I, mean, I can't, even, can't even watch it yeah. anymore. Well, third graders like it because they can learn history. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of at the level it's at, right? I mentioned this earlier. Wait, was that the early Queen biopic? Oh. Did, did Bohemian Rhapsody take some notes yeah, from Forrest that's Gump? That's a throwback. I'm just saying, you know, where the education system fails us, we can always, you know, oh, have sure. our kids watch yeah. Forrest Gump, and yeah. they'll be excited because of uh, this this character who's at every pivotal point in American history. 
I brought this up earlier. 1991, Goodfellas is nominated for six awards. It wins one for Joe Pesci, but it lost Best Picture and Best Director, Best Director to Kevin Costner for Dances with Wolves. Uh, another, <sighs> yeah, the humanity. <laughs> Tough one. And then uh, on every list online, the greatest Oscar snub of all is Orson Welles, uh, not winning for Citizen Kane. Yeah, although they did win screenplay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But Citizen Kane has influenced pretty much every modern filmmaker since then. And That was 1942. Yeah. I didn't say that. Yeah. Um, some more music stuff. Where are we at? We're coming into When They Got It Right. One of my favorite Oscar moments ever. John Stewart was hosting this year, uh, 07. Uh, Glenn Hansard and Marketa Urglova uh, for the film Once, which is such a beautiful film. Um, what happened was Glenn Hansard spoke first. Glenn Hansard at this time had notoriety uh, as the frames out of Ireland. And in Ireland, they were they were go- our gods and hadn't toured America a whole lot out as Glenn Hansard yet. He was still touring America as the frames. And But this, this film happened and it put him on the map. And of course, he's a great bridge artist. And then uh, what happened was he spoke first, and nobody knew who they were. They were from a tiny film at the Oscars. They get played off instantly. Mm -hmm. And then it goes to commercial, and then Jon Stewart brings back out Marketa Urglova after the commercial break. And he he says something like, she's never going to get this shot again. She's never going to get a chance like this again. And he let her talk. And it was so good and heartfelt, and I love the movie, and I love the soundtrack. Um, but such a great moment. You should go back and look that up. Uh, and, and then they performed then, right before that, right? Right, right. Yeah, so it, it was like this perfect encapsulation of that movie in one little moment. And if you haven't seen the film once, go watch the film once. Um, but it did win that year, and I don't remember Enchanted, but it was nominated for three Oscars in that same category, and August Rush, which I imagine you probably hate, but I kind of like that Never movie. saw it. It's a young boy and Robin Williams and... The woman, I think, that played uh, Felicity. She's oh, in it. Oh, Carrie Russell. Uh, but uh, it's a movie about a young musician. I cool. liked it. But um, I was happy that once won that in 2007. Um, and then we're going to play two songs uh, that were from originals, uh, in the original score vein. Um, one of uh, my favorite films, um, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind from 2004. It did win original screenplay. John Bryan. Did the score. Do you love John Bryan? John Bryan's great. Yeah. yeah. It's a 54-second song that just rips my heart out every time I hear it. It's called Bookstore. It's from the scene in Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind when they're in the bookstore. And then from 2008, wasn't even nominated. I don't understand, and you're going to have to tell me why. Um, Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard, the Dark Knight score. How is it not nominated? Well, it's a long road for superhero movies to be taken seriously, and The Dark Knight started that road, and usually when you start it, you're not the one that gets the glory. Yeah. So Black Panther's here today, and and thank God it is nominated for Best Picture, but The Dark Knight was the beginning of that cycle. So, In fact, that's The Dark Knight not getting nominated for Picture is why they expanded to 10 the following year. Is that right? Yeah. And now there's only there's only there's room for ten. Doesn't have to be ten. The first year it was ten. This and, year it's eight. And every year since then it's been the number that go over a certain threshold. And, and you this were, year it's eight. You were explaining too about the original song category. Right. It only has to be two. Yeah. Which we're gonna play a song that from a year when it was only two <laughs> in a little while. But uh, that, that's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen the... Songwriters are the ones who vote on this category. So in order to get nominated, it's not the full academy, like just actors and people who worked on movies. Right. It's just songwriters. So they have to take this very rigid thing. They score everything. If you are above that threshold, you get nominated. If you're not, you don't. They pick the nominations and then the whole academy picks the awards from the nominees. Well, they just they score them, and if you're above a certain score, you're in, and if you're not, you're not, and it only has to be two and no more than five. Yeah. So sometimes there's not enough good material to fill out five nominations, That's crazy. according to them. Well, here's one that did pass, and it did win. Glenn Hansard and Marketa Urglova singing the song Falling Slowly from the film Once from 2007. I don't 
Wednesday, February 13th, the Kansas City Chamber Orchestra gives you the opportunity to fall in love with romantic music this Valentine's from Chopin, Tchaikovsky, Haydn, and more. The program, Bridges of the Heart, features romantic music by virtuoso soloists from the International Center for Music at Park University and the Kansas City Chamber Orchestra, Bruce Sorrell, Music Director. Champagne and Chocolate Celebration follows the concert. Tickets and more information available at kcchamberorchestra.org. From 2008, the, the, the score that should have won Best Original Score at the Oscars uh, from The Dark Knight, the song is called Always a Catch by Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard. It was nominated for eight things. It won two. It won uh, Actor, of course, for Heath Ledger, and then Best Sound Editing. Uh, it wasn't even nominated for Original Score, and I don't know why. What won uh, Original Score that year? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't I, I have all these notes, <laughs> but I don't have matter. that one. Um, we're joined this week by a couple of special guests, Brian Truders running the board for us, and then Eric Moline of Scene Stealers, which is a great music, uh, great film blog you can check out and uh, read about his favorite films of the year and the Oscar party that he's hosting on Sunday night, February 24th at Screenland Armor. Uh, it's a great way to watch the Oscars in the big movie theater. Uh, all the concessions are there, and this guy's got a great selection of beer up there, too. And uh, come and hang out in the theater. You get a ballot, and you can do it online in advance. We do and, trivia, uh, too. If you don't win the actual game, you can still get prizes. There's enough right. prizes for everybody. There's <laughs> so much swag, yeah. so many gifts. And at the end, it's really kind of a Black a Friday free-for-all free yeah. of everyone come down and grab something. Um, you get to cut a, you'd picked a couple songs for us to play today. Uh, from 2000, uh, Bjork. Uh, teaming up with Tom York on a song for this from the film Dancer in the Dark. Uh, the song is called I've Seen It All. Um, in 2000, Wonder Boys won, which I believe Bob Dylan did, did a lot of that soundtrack. Um, also nominated that year was Meet the Parents, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, The Emperor's New Groove. Is that a Disney film? Yeah. So many Disney films. <laughs> So many Disney films uh, dominate this category, yep. but uh, this one should have won. You want to say anything about Bjork in 20 seconds? Dancer in the Dark's an amazing movie. People should check it out. It's not on Blu-ray, but it is on DVD. Uh, Lars von Trier directed it, and she wrote all the songs for it. It's a musical. It's a straight-up musical, yeah. but it's filmed like Once Is. So you have this low-budget camera following her around, but then they break reality, and she breaks out into song because she's going through some really hard times and singing is how she deals with it. Well, here it is from 2000. Bjork, I've seen it all. I have seen the way 
Music from Bjork there. The song is called I've Seen It All from 2000. It was nominated for... Oh, it wasn't even nominated, was it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was yeah. nominated for Dancer in the Dark in 2000 for Best Original Song. It did not win. It lost to Wonder Boys, a song from Bob Dylan. 
Uh, our last pick on this show is from The Muppets from 2011. It's written by Brett McKenzie of Flight of the Concords. The song is called Man or Muppet. It was one of our picks to play by Eric Moline, who's been joining us from Scene Stealers. He's hosting the Oscar party at uh, Screenland Armor on Sunday, August 24th, or Sunday, August, Sunday, February 24th. <laughs> and uh, as usual, we're up against the clock. But thanks for coming in today. Yeah, thanks for having thanks, me, man. Uh, thanks, Brian. Brian, for coming hey, in. you bet. Thank you. And as you mentioned earlier, the two things, the two songs. Yeah, this year, Manor Muppet was one of the two songs that the Academy deemed worthwhile of being nominated for Best Original Song that year, so it was pretty easy to pick. It was uh, versus a, another Disney song from Rio, Rio. I think, so... So here it is, the original song from 2011 Oscar uh, winner, Brett McKenzie's Man or Muppet. Thanks for listening, everybody. I reflect on my reflection And I ask myself the question What's the right direction to go? I don't know. Am I a man or am I a Muppet? Am I a Muppet? If I'm a Muppet, then I'm a very manly Muppet. Very manly Muppet. Am I a Muppet? A Muppet of a Man I look into these eyes And I don't recognize The one I see inside It's time for me to decide Am I a